From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports, so we don't care who knows. Football, 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 hockey. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. And a happy Monday. Happy? Happy? Mostly? No, not, not happy? Not happy? It's a half and half sports weekend oh, for me. But it, it was the disappointments yeah. were great. The victories and joys were great, but still. I can only think of one disappointment. It must be fantasy that CJ's talking about. A happy-ish Monday to you, Almost Sports Enthusiast. I am Jason Dick. That's my friend CJ Morgan. A lot to get to on the program today, but I just saw CJ. We did not see each other the entire weekend, despite both being at Q2 last night. Yes. We connected social media-wise. I uh, I did look for you. Yeah. Uh, however, I, I got in a tad bit of trouble, and we'll we'll explain okay. that when we get to the corner kick I, and talk I'm, Austin FC. I'm excited to know what kind of trouble you're in. But, yeah, I, I saw CJ just minutes before the start of the show today for the first time in a couple days walking with a noticeable limp, and I said, oh, sweet limp. And CJ goes, it's getting better. And so I did not know that, that uh, only a slight limp represented a marked improvement in your status. Things are better? Correct. Also okay. able to wear shoes instead of uh, <laughs> sandals. So I'm moving up, on up you, in the world. You had or have a broken toe situation. Correct. And my other leg's been overcompensating, and that's oh. where I have the hip spine injury. Um, I was going to say, that'll mess you back up if yeah. you start the compensation yeah. thing. But I'm good. Stitches came out today. Oh. So that's good. You had your stitches out? Oh. No, they popped out in my sleep. So oh. I had to I had to treat and try to fix that wound. But hey, again, better call solid. You don't have to go to the vet. If you get shot, you come to me. I've got all the stuff. I know how to oh, clean a really? wound. I know how to pack it. Okay. Don't know how to get the bullet out, but you know, if it goes right through, I'll yeah. take care of you. I want to be clear, uh, CJ had a operation on his arm. He had an infected arm thing. That's where the stitches are. You don't correct a broken toe with stitches. That wouldn't make sense. So if somebody just came here for the first no, time. No, no. And I ain't no snitch. He's so. got competing injuries, so he knows. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, hi. Welcome to the program. For real, want to talk to you today, 512-834-1027. And why? Why, Jason? The day after the Astros advanced to the World Series for the fourth time in six years. Why? The day after the Cowboys are 5-2. and two. Life is good. And how about those Cowboys land, I guess? Uh, why when the Austin FC go into the Western Conference Finals in only their second year of existence? Why start the show on such a down note? Because we have to. It's my job. Would not be a responsible, almost sports talker if we did not talk about the Longhorns. I mean, I suppose this is not... Notable. Uh, out of the top 25 again. Like, I feel like it's just, there's got to be a meme of somebody who gets you just stuck in a revolving door. Like, that's the Longhorns with the top 25. Because we were unranked, and then we pop into the top 25, and then, we lo- and then we're unranked again, and then we pop back in, and then now we're unranked again following a 41-34 to defeat of Oklahoma State, who I believe was, what, 11? We're playing yeah. in their building. You lose by one score to Oklahoma State. You shouldn't drop in the rank. Well... Texas was a six-point favorite in the game. Uh, had, Which we all thought was a little weird. Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was strange, but um, had a 10-point lead in the third quarter. Managed managed to blow it. This is, of all of the losses of recent Texas memory, like this one is the one that's most, I'm just confused. 
I'm confused, CJ. It was it was 31 to 24 at halftime. And while I wasn't nuts about the defense giving up 24 points to Spencer Sanders, who the, the arm didn't work, couldn't throw the ball. Now they're bad against mobile quarterbacks. I was like, it's, it's no big deal. 31 to 24. We're about to house this team. And then did they all do psychedelics in the locker room at they halftime? That was the worst second half of Texas football I've ever seen. I'm yeah. saying that objectively, but. Uh, my buddy Matt was over and we were watching it uh, and, and we were talking about the first half and we had very different perspectives. He was like, you know what? I think they'll tune it up. I think they'll come out more aggressive. And I said, no, 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 that's very, I said, no, if you're, oh. if you're Oklahoma state, you're very happy right now going into the half down 10 because Texas scored on what? Two home run plays. So two of those were home runs. Yeah. Uh, they had a blocked punt. They've had two turnovers. Like, everything is going right for Texas. All the magical stars are aligning of things that don't happen in games, and they're only up by 10. See, this I is, was like, this, this, this does not bode well for Texas in the second half at all. This is why we're a good pair is because I can't believe this could possibly be true, but if CJ is the pessimistic Longhorn fan, maybe I'm optimistic. I mean, like, yeah, that's a good point is that there were a bunch of, I'm not going to call them fluky plays. But, but plays just, that don't happen often. Yeah, luck, uh, not luck, but just those those now I look game-changing at, momentum-turning yeah, plays. I look upon those as this is what you do if you are Texas and you are back and you're just beasting on some of the middle of the road, you know, Big 12 competition. That's right, Oklahoma State. I called you middle of the road. Now number nine in the country. We're unranked. Good for you. Uh, but so yeah, I I went to halftime. And I was like, ah, that was kind of disappointing finish. But we're gonna come out and crush them in the second half. And I like for real. I I would love for someone uh, if you. Um, we are not smart football people. Are you a smart football person? Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. I don't get it. I mean, that's I said the same thing. I specifically from the quarterback position. I think that's the worst half of Longhorn quarterbacking I've Absolutely. ever seen. And the, I watched Matt Nordgren play, okay? The, the offensive I watched Richard line, Walton play. The offensive line was young. It looked like ass in the second half. Quinn Ewers just overthrowing everyone. Bijan kind of looked gassed, too. Like, he he wasn't... Uh, or also the defense well, adjusted to the running game. I will say Oklahoma State made some good adjustments, but that that was... I've watched a lot of bad Texas football, and that was... Bad and and I'm going to say they even had a chance to win that interception. I don't at the end of the game. I don't put that on Quinn. That was a tipped ball. Sanders should have. You make that play, right? Texas, and, Texas of Colt McCoy, Vince Young. The receiver makes that play. They score. They go into overtime. Or if they'd scored, would you've gone for two? I would have gone for two. <laughs> I don't think they would have, but that would have been. Um, Anyhow, I, my policy is always on that. It's funny because I was already d- discussing that with some friends. I'm like, do you go for two here when we score? Uh, I if if I believe that we are the best team, then I just play for overtime or, or extend the game. If I think that we're not the best team, take one shot and try to win it on one play. Yeah, now that's a good solid. Uh, do I have any idea whether or not Texas is the best team? I mean, I guess obviously not, right? Obviously not. If you if you lose and. Oklahoma State six and one in the top ten now, but I mean Quinn, you so the the total stat line nineteen of forty nine three hundred nineteen yards two touchdowns three interceptions it's not great he has got I mean, three three hundred yards but nineteen of forty nine so thirty incompletions do you know how hard it is. 
to throw 30 incompletions in college football you now? Don't, you don't always see 30 passes attempted. Like, the way that they play college football, like, Colt McCoy completed 70% of his passes at UT. This is under 40%. Like, to have 30 incompletions, you have to go to Texas Tech and go, like, 55 of 88. <laughs> like, to, to have 30 incompletions. But in the second half, 8 of 25 for 129 yards and two interceptions. He did not, after the first quarter, did not complete consecutive passes. And he he looked like a it, lot of times when there was a, a little bit of pressure, he would panic well, and just so, chuck the ball. Yeah, let me let me help Quinn. Is he hurt? Something is. Sark is, said he wasn't. Something but something's off. Has to be up because yeah, he looks panicky. Like as soon as there's just a a, a bit of pressure, he's just from his back foot heaving it up. Uh, they kept saying uh, uh, on the broadcast that he was overthrowing the receivers. I'm like, he's just not even getting it. It's not even close. It's not. It did, it did not look like a. I suppose he's not a professional, so I shouldn't say it did not look like a professional. It did not not look like a. Division one college quarterback the, throw. The receivers that also he put looked up there. confused. Yeah, Xavier Worthy the, had a chance that could have the, caught what maybe would and have been the game winner. I, I don't want to knock Worthy, but also he had that great punt return where he could have cut inside and got 10, 15 more yards, but instead of of wanting to get hit, he just ran out of bounds, and that ended up being, I think, uh, a missed field goal or, or yeah. some. But but there's there were just a lot of not hustle plays from uh, everyone not named Roshan Bijan. Quinn said after the game, uh, Quinn Ewers said he doesn't like to make excuses. I like to make excuses because <laughs> how else do we explain Either this? this is true or you're bad. And bad is not correct, but you're just not. I mean, you remember two weeks ago, they were ready to put this guy in the NFL. They're yeah, like, he the, could be oh, in the NFL yeah, today. Texas fans well, well, the boca. Today, the, the, the Saturday, he was 19 of 49 versus Oklahoma State. So maybe not ready for the NFL. Do you have my Texas fight song in the system, but, uh, by the way? Do I have that? I, I don't know. I think it's in the computer, but... Uh, this computer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, if, there should look. be like a CJ song page oh, or something. Because oh, no. I, I loaded the fight song <laughs> just for this very particular moment. And I will have you remember... At the beginning of the season, you and I picked Texas losses. Uh-huh. I did circle this as a loss. I circled Baylor as a loss, but also didn't think about. I circled Alabama, Oklahoma State, and Baylor as my three losses, but I also didn't think that TCU would be undefeated. Right. Kansas State would be great, and Kansas right. would be good, possibly even with their quarterback coming. Here we go, Texas. Yeah. There we go, Texas. We're back. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's what, the wrong one. What? This is not the one? No, no. Uh, mine, uh, mine mine, gets sad. Okay. But that's okay. You get the point. We'll, we'll find the Texas, the sad Texas fight version for you. Uh, but, I mean, here, this is while we're living in the sad streets. Like, I now do the, we have a, an appointment to do this every three weeks. What are your new expectations for this Longhorn team now that they are, what is it? Is it the five and three, four and three? Where, I mean, are, where are we? The what, team what was, planet am I they on? were fighting on the sidelines. There was chaos. They looked confused. I, I'm, this could be a full on implosion. Uh, here are my expectations. Number one, people are already saying fire Sark. Don't fire Sark. Well, there's nothing that's been worse for this team than inconsistent coaching, and they have a lot of good stuff in the future. So you need a coach. Is, is he having a problem motivating these players? I think so. I, uh, num- hang on. I'm not trying to fire Sark yet. 
but I am far from convinced that he's the guy. That this is this is going to work. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get your three years for sure to figure it out. But I'm not uh, I'm not convinced right now, man. Uh, I'm sorry. Number two. Uh, number two. Um, they have a bye week, so that means thank God they, could, they they're they're favored. They're plus three on the bye week. Uh, saw that joke somewhere plus. on Twitter. Um, this is the time to get it together because. If they don't come out and play hard and make a statement, um, this this could, like I said, this could easily be a team that implodes, and the schedule is much more difficult yeah. than just Oklahoma State. Uh, probably the toughest game of the year. TCU may be one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So th- the road is the road is long. Even Baylor is starting to to pick it up. And it, when Kansas has their quarterback, that that's it. You have TCU, Kansas State, Kansas, and Baylor on the schedule. <laughs> All teams that will play hard, that want to beat you, and are are looking good. Kansas State, yeah, on a slide. I also think Oklahoma is going to beat Oklahoma State. So I think the Big Twelve is going to be weird. But I don't think mm. there's a chance they're going to oh, win the Big Twelve. We can still make the Big Twelve I, championship. I I, it it takes it ah, takes a lot. No problem. Uh, ah, we're it's, it's out of Texas's hands. Going to cannibalize itself. It's going to be. The goal is now is to is to have a winning record, make a bowl game, and build on that. Win the bowl game, build on that for next year. What sucks about this is mm. usual, CJ. This would be. This would be the point of the season where I'm done watching Longhorn football. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. I don't care. Uh, that second half was so bad that I don't want to watch it anymore. Um, whether they're good or bad, I, I would, just kept. I was I like, quit, but I can't because I, I work a, on this damn show. Am I in a dream? How is this happening right now? It was. Uh, it was bizarre. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. What do you think? Can you make some excuses for Quinn Ewers? I would love to have an excuse to just not just say uh, maybe he's just average. How about that? Maybe he's just average quarterback. There's got to be someone smarter than us yeah. that can explain this because even reading and watching all the sports writers, uh, mm. they were uh, bamboozled. And I will say it's hard as a fan to be objective. The thing I like about watching Austin FC matches in the press box is you have all the oh. professional media. Brag. And when something happens, it's not. A, it's really quiet and boring. <laughs> But but the thing I like about it is when something oh there's a smart happens, person nearby everyone yeah when something happens on the pitch and all the fans are like oh no and you start seeing the tweets fly everyone in the box will look at it we we look at the replay because we get the replay in there and then uh, everyone's like ah oh, that wasn't a foul that was like everyone's huh. neutral and objective so if there's someone that's neutral and objective and can explain what the f- <laughs> happened in the second half even the first half like I said. I, I watched that entire first half and had a completely different viewpoint than my friend. I said, no, 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 no. That doesn't look good. If you're Oklahoma State, you are ecstatic that you're not down 21-28 by a yeah. team with two turnovers, a blocked punt, and then some 45-yard runs. Like, you should be heavily down, but you're not. You're very much in this game. Eight three four one zero two seven. We'll uh, stay on Longhorn football when we return. Jason, CJ, almost sports back after this. The almost sports show on one zero two seven ESPN. It's Jason Dick, CJ Morgan, and you five one two eight three four one zero two seven, or get at us on Twitter at almost ESPN Radio. Quinn Ewer says he doesn't like to make excuses. I love making excuses uh, because then I don't have to admit that we're bad or or feel a- sad, average or. 
anything like that. What happened versus Oklahoma State on Saturday? Let's go to Northside Vincent. You're on ESPN Radio. What's up, Vincent? Hey. What's going on, fellas? Always good to hear y'all in the mornings, man. Thanks, man. Thank you. So, uh, like I was telling the fellow when I called in, something that kind of stuck out to me at the end of the game was um, uh, our 13 penalties to Oklahoma State zero. Yes, or was it 14 or 13? I get different um, numbers. 14 uh, penalties, 119 yards. 15, okay, there we go. Egg next to Oklahoma State, so you're trying to sit here and tell me that not one of their players did anything. I'm not trying to say that that was the cost of the game was the penalties, but, I mean, when you sit there and you look at 13 to 14 to zero. It's bizarre. Many, I believe we were up 31 to 17 at one point in that game, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We I were mean, up by two scores. And I just don't know what. And I feel, and I, and it's so funny when we were up by them two scores, I still didn't feel comfortable. I still didn't, just because of the way the offense was playing. Not to mention all those passes he was going to uh, uh, Xavier uh, for, and they just overthrown, overthrown. I mean, didn't know if the receivers were running the wrong routes, if he was just overthrowing them. But I don't want to throw Quinn Ewers to the to the Wolves yet or anything. I mean, come on, the kid ain't even played in how many college games yet? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he's still got a lot of work to go and all that. I think our future's still bright with them, but just 13 penalties and zero just is not good, not disciplined or anything. It just, I don't know, fellas. It was just a... It was yeah. It, 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 look, I, I don't like to be the referees cost us the game guy, although I do think I specifically did that versus Alabama. Uh but and look, Texas's penalties because they play sloppy. They okay? were also they legit. Sloppy. It was a lot of offsides yeah. on defense. It right. was a lot of holding, a but lot of false starts. When, so, so the penalties were legit. When one team has fourteen penalties for one hundred and nineteen yards, that's the worst for the uh, season for Texas. And Oklahoma State has literally zero. That's the number you should for focus the first on. time in program history. That's a that's a biz- they've been playing for like at least five or six years. CJ. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so the first time ever. That's that a bizarre discrepancy. Very bizarre. And that should not, you shouldn't focus on the number of Texas penalties because those were in most part legit. Texas also got lucky. That muffed punt, the way the ball bounced, I don't think it touched the player. I think the, right. I, what that came down to is the ruling on the field. The ruling on the field was, was, a, was, was a muffed punt, so yeah. it was too close to overturn. Had it been the other way, it would have been their ball. But Watching that again and again and again as an objective fan, I was like, oh, that didn't touch the player. He skillfully wiggled out of the way, and you could tell by the way the ball bounced. Had the ball hit his knee, it would have deflected forward. Uh, It would have deflected a different way, but the way it hit the field, it deflected uh, more to the side. Mm -hmm. It didn't touch him, and Texas got lucky on that call. Um, That targeting call was kind of weird because my problem with targeting is when a player, a defensive player, is going low to tackle the quarterback at the body, but the quarterback enters a slide. There's already momentum, so it's kind of hard to avoid that sort of collision. You almost yeah. want to blame the quarterback. That could have gone either way as well. I'm, I think they called it right, uh, but but to completely blame the ref is wrong because Texas got lucky on a lot of stuff. How that about, could have gone either way. How about the wind? We blame the wind. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't no. as bad as the Baylor uh, Kansas game at all. The wind was the same winds that canceled Emo Palooza in Las Vegas on Saturday. CJ, Dude, those were not the. I, I saw a video of that. They blew all the way from Nevada ac- and, across the Great Plains and landed in Stillwater. And I mean, our guy Bert Auburn didn't miss a big Bert, field Bert goal. Auburn, yeah, look, that. But that was <laughs> look as a uh, a a crappy golf enthusiast. Okay. If I just duck hook one into the woods and it was just dead left, 
You don't get to stop and be like, ah, the wind. The the, the wind yeah. took that into no. It was it was terrible right from the from the start. So so not the refs, not the wind. Maybe just the team. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. It's uh, Joel on ESPN Radio. What's up, Joel? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, I'm a huge fan of you guys. Uh, oh, thank you, Joel. Big almost sports supporter. Um, I just want to say something. Uh, I just wish Stark would have put Hudson Card in for a couple possessions. At least you see what. At least do. a like, couple. I I completely agree with you. Like, not not completely take Quinn out of the game, but let him get his head together and see if if Card can get any kind of momentum, get that running game going. Yes, yeah. Take for a couple of series. That's it. Yes, exactly. That's what exactly what Dabo Sweeney did uh, in with Clemson. A little trap game against yeah Clemson Syracuse game. Uh, I just don't understand. Like like Hudson really hasn't done anything not to earn that. that He's a good game manager. Exactly. Yeah, Uh, Joel, excellent. Uh, You could program the almost sports show. I made a note here to say, uh, would you have considered going full Dabo? In that it was it was literally the game on ABC right before the Longhorns, right where where. DJ, I'm going to go CJ on this one. DJ Uyagalele is not how you pronounce his name, but I've already learned it that one, that way, so I'm not going to. So yeah, it. you are pulling a full CJ. Yeah, he, he was playing poorly, and so he gets benched, and they go to the kid from just down the street, right? Is that Where is he, Lake Travis, Austin? He, the, uh, and yeah, he brings him back for the win, and Dabo immediately after the game said, DJ is our quarterback. And so you don't have to, this doesn't have to be, you know, an all-time sea change move where we're going to put Hudson Card in, and now it's his program. But when, when Quinn Ewers just clearly doesn't have it, eight of twenty-five, one hundred and twenty-five yards in the second half, two interceptions. He never threw back-to-back completions in the second half. You don't just say, "Hey, you got to do something." You remember this guy who won a bunch of games for us earlier this season? Like, let's just try him for a second. I'm, I truly am hoping that he is. I don't know how I be the sort of have a, a reputation as a Quinn Ewers hater now. I, I certainly don't want that to be the case. But he was a little overhyped. But I want to. to is, is he talk. hurt? Was he doing? Uh, I, I, what, what is it? Aaron Rodgers. That's what ayahuasca did for me. Did he do some ayahuasca at halftime? That like helped. Has something happened where? Because that was one of the most wretched halves of football the that I've ever seen. The chemistry on the team looked bad, and I'll, and I'll say, you know, my buddy Matt Bearden. Uh, Guy I co-hosted another show with. He was over. Keep talking about Matt Bearden right in front of me. Hey, we're all friends. I didn't get him. Actually, you did, but I did exactly what I did to get Matt to come over. Oh, you don't know this yet, do you? So to get Matt, hang on. Have you been conspiring with my my lady person? I have. I have. (laughs) She told me CJ texted me. I was like, I don't want to know about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, good. It's it's, good. it's it's the same thing to get you Matt line to, up the the wives and then to hang out with my fiance, and then that means I ah. I force uh, I force you all to come over, and I, <laughs> I cook a crappy dinner, and we oh, talk sports. I'd, I'd have a crappy dinner. So um, anyway, you and Matt Bearden were discussing how much, and I was I I was trying to smoke some brisket that I said would be ready at five thirty. The Beardens had to be home at like seven for their kid, and it's already seven fifteen. Anyhow, earlier on, he's he's watching the game. <laughs> Girls are outside talking. His kid's playing in my Lego room where I forgot I had a bunch of knives and swords. Probably not a oh, good yeah. idea. Uh, and he kept bringing up that there's fights on the sideline. There's pushing. There's shoving. And he's like, that's not good. The kid, And I was like, yeah, their chemistry's off. And he's like, no, no, no. There, there are players having to be separated on the sideline. And I didn't see any of that, but did you catch some of that? Like, was, I, was there uh, I w- I don't skirmishes? Think they didn't make a big deal out of it on the broadcast, but... Look, I will I will say 
let me take that point and just pivot it into does this team have a leadership problem? Yes. Like this is what I think Sark is a, obviously a brilliant offensive mind, incredible schemer. But I don't know if he has what it takes to be the head coach of a program of this magnitude or any magnitude they, necessarily. They also, like that's why the fact that you show up big time for Alabama and Oklahoma, but you seem to no show other games, I feel like that's a coaching issue. It's also like on the field, who is the leader? So I think we can we know the defense, which we'll get into that, but on offense, who is the leader? Because I feel like it should, you know, the quarterback's the obvious choice, but Quinn's young. He's he is said to be stoic, doesn't get rattled a lot. But I feel like it should be Bijan, the guy that's yelling and motivating them. But he also seems to I like him a lot. I think he is their best player. Uh, but he's he seems kind of to be more of a quiet type. Xavier, like I said, running out of bounds yeah. instead of cutting in. He he seems uh, divish. Wide receivers can do that. Is it Roshan? Who is the guy that yells at everyone? We need that guy. Roshan Johnson, it's gotta be you. You're the senior. You're Roshan, I'm gonna be a good candidate. I you like you that. need to like get these guys to shut the F up, tell the receivers, get over here and, and yell at him. You, you you used to see that uh with Texas teams where there would be I mean, sometimes back in the the Vince Colt years, it was an offensive lineman. It was it was yeah. stuttered or one stuttered of the, one of those Lyle. One of those guys that would yell at, you know, the the skill players and tell them to get their S together. And also, we do um, probably need to blame some on this offensive line. It, well, it is, it is they're, young. They're, they're young. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, the 34-41, or excuse me, 41-34. You, you give up 41 to Oklahoma State. That's actually not the worst. I mean, it's the Big 12. We scored, our scored thir- a lot of points here. Our third down problem didn't fix itself. Oh, you know what? Good on you. I, I thought of you several times in the second half because all week you were saying, can Texas get off the field on third and long? And uh, no, they cannot. No, they can't. They cannot. Uh, 41 to Spencer Sanders when it appears he literally can't throw the ball like his, he's got a shoulder yes. issue. That, um, PK, Pete Kwiatkowski, when we hired him a year ago, people were all nuts through the roof about this guy. And Dis- Gary Patterson. Disaster year one. I'm done with you, PK. Gary Patterson came in here and was supposed to be the secret sauce, and there were games, Alabama, they hold them to 19, 20 points. You're like, wow, yeah, Gary Patterson gets it done. And just, just one second here. Gary Patterson just got fired what? from TCU, all right? And they are undefeated. Sonny Dykes and the TCU is seven and zero, and number seven in the country. And they right? w- they were picked to be middling yeah. in the Big Twelve. Are we sure that Gary Patterson is the answer? Uh, and and, and sure to talk that? about the defense, I didn't see a lot of adjustments there. Um, you had they they found the defensive back to pick on, and he got burned a couple of times. I forget his name. Um, why, when Spencer Sanders was peeling off these runs, you, uh, I'm not a, I don't understand defense as well, but why don't you pull the nickel or have, you should have had some guy spying on Spencer Sanders Seems because there, like... there were several moments where either a play would break down and, and the receivers were covered. You would watch the defense move with all the moving players and you would see an open chunk. Of, I saw it happening in slow motion. There would be an open chunk in the middle and Spencer <laughs> Sanders had a wide open lane, and I would say, "Oh, he's going to run here." Yeah, and he would scramble for ten, fifteen yards. Particularly, there, there was one particular yes, big play. When, well, and when you know that he can't re- force him to throw the ball, like for, keep him in the pocket and make him beat you with his arm. Uh, we we can uh, keep taking your phone calls if you like, Matt. Hold on, just one second. If you want to talk about how about those Texas Longhorns, baby, and what. A 
834-1027. It's Almost Sports. Back in just a second. Hold on. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. I promise we're not just going to lament the Longhorn loss all day today because there are lots of great things that happen, including CJ nearly getting kicked out of the Austin FC game. What happened? What? Yeah, no, I mean, seriously. Really? We'll, we'll, I'm, I'm excited we'll to talk about, about that. that. Yeah, that's, that's um, maybe I'm no longer an accredited part of oh, the press. No. Ed Clements, I'm sorry. He told me one thing. Uh huh. One thing when I was added to a member of the press for yeah. Austin FC, and I'll tell you that coming up when we oh, discuss no. it, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm learning how to tease the I radio. Knew you were I'm learning from you. Fire. Uh, but we will continue to lament at least for a few minutes. Eight three four one zero two seven is the phone number. Hi, Matt. You're on ESPN Radio. What's up, Matt? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Yeah, man. I love the show. Thanks. Hey, I, I just I just want to say I agree with everything that you guys are saying and what the callers are saying. The only thing I would add is uh, the run game. Uh, you know what happened to it in the second half? Why did we? I feel like we, we you know, went away with it. You know, Bijan was averaging almost six cards, six yards a carry. Roshan was averaging almost 15 yards a carry, and he only had six carries. Bijan had like maybe 10 carries in the second half. So I just, uh, you know, when a guy is struggling at quarterback, why don't you help him out a little bit, run the ball a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Defense seems to to tire out in the second half, but yet we want to run. I mean, we want to pass every single play. I just... I feel like the, you know, Donovan McNabb, uh, you know, Eagles back when, you know, Westbrook. Andy Reid was wow. throwing the ball every damn play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, as I say, we made uh, Oklahoma State's defense, bad defense, look good. Uh, here's my observation on that. Again, I was also cooking at the time, so I didn't see everything. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. Uh, first, those numbers are a little inflated, uh, the yards per carry, because there were a couple massive breakoff runs. So well, that's going to make it look good. That's how averages work. But I know, yeah. I know, but but I mean, no, I, I uh, twenty four carries, one hundred and forty yards, two touchdowns. It's still great for, for Bijan Robinson. It's hard to do that. It's hard to get the ball twenty four times and and one hundred and forty, and everybody say, "Hey, why did you go away from the run?" Correct. It seems to me like you were. It was a run intensive plan, but yes, in the second half, just over and over and over again, you are like, "Hey, run the ball." Well, they, why? I think that line was tired, and and I did. There were several run plays where Bijan and Roshan were stuffed and stopped with like a yard gain or a yard loss. I don't think they completely abandoned the run game. I think I think the run game stopped working for them. Uh, so that that I, I think in the second half the run game was not there as much as they wanted it to be, and they abandoned it. Should they have? No. They, I think they should have kept pounding the football. My other problem with Texas was clock management. It looked at times like they were trying to run a, a run a two minute drill, no huddle, because they would have three and out so fast that by the time I returned from checking the smoker, going to the bathroom, they were already punting. And I was like, "Wait, it's been a minute." Oh, there were several real quick ones, man. Real quick, real and, quick. It, and and the thing is, is when you're on the road, when you have the ball, when you should have two great running bats, backs, a, a previous Heisman candidate running back who's probably going to be an early pick in the NFL draft. Hang on, previous you, Heisman candidate? I don't think yeah, 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 that is gone. What are you talking um, about? Three lost to running backs yeah. win the Heisman I mean, Trophy I mean, all the time. Well, Ricky Williams did on a <laughs> yeah. pretty average Texas team. Back but uh, anyhow, uh, they might have let go of that running game too much. But but the big thing is, is when you're on the road like that, you 
you got to keep the ball. You got to slow when you have that lead. You got to slow well, things down. You got to keep your defense off the field because they were running plays so fast and it wasn't working. And they did it the entire game. I do not accept that. I mean, is the offensive line tired? Yeah, probably so. We 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 need more linemen. Then I can't. I, I accept the idea that the offensive line is worn down, so we have to throw every time. Roshan Johnson, I think, is going to be a good running back in the NFL. I think he is a NFL caliber player who's our backup because of the you know the luck of the. It's a good problem to have that you also have Bijan, who you have to give the ball all the time. I would be particularly. I'm going to say one more time when my quarterback is eight of twenty five and has trouble comp- completing back to back passes. I'm going to try and just you know run my way into a into a W in this one. I sometimes I think Sark he knows he's a he's the he's an offensive guru okay that's how he's going to show off is by you know pe- people like to see Quinn unload to Xavier Worthy for 60 yards and they don't like to see Roshan Johnson just carry it for 6 yards uh, and I'm like that would be good just a 6 yard carry from Roshan would be fine you know, string a couple of those together, and all of a sudden, yes, the clock has run out, and we even three, we, we have won the four, game. Five yards. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Uh, five times in the Sark era, which is now what are we? Fifteen games, seventeen games deep. Five times they've had a double-digit lead and lost the game. Like, and it, how it, many times has Sark in, ever in, won on a true in, road game? In Max's entire career. Has that has that happened? Did he did he have a double digit lead and lose five times? He's Tom Herman, twice in a Tom Herman only lost what twice after having a lead. Yeah, that's problem. It's uh, it's it, it's problematic. And also an, another thing that just popped in my head, um, is Texas maybe built for a mobile quarterback? Because when you look at their three most recent successful quarterbacks, and this is over a long period. Vince Colt and uh, uh, Sh- uh, not Shane Bouchelle. Shane Bouchelle was not mobile. Uh, yeah, Sam, Sam Ellinger. They were all good. Ru- Sam Ellinger led Texas in in running. Um, do we need a guy that can move? Because mm. I don't think that's Card, and I don't think that I mean, Hudson Card. I think is technically a he's dual. Bet, he's dual bet, threat. Yeah, but he he looked slow yeah, at I times. Mean, look, Quinn also U- he had that ankle. Quinn so. Ewers is not. Not a mobile quarterback. He's just not a you know. You don't really you don't call design runs for him. But he's no, not, he's, he's not, not. He's not. He's not. He's Tom not much Brady. of a scrambler though either. Who man is Tom Brady dead? Is everything all right, Tom? Mm, <laughs> things, yeah. Things. We, uh, oof, oof. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. It, honestly, in college football now, if you don't, if you have a guy who absolutely cannot run the ball, which I suppose if you're not calling design runs, then yeah, that's that's what you have. But when plays break down, he. When plays broke down and you could see a lane where he could scramble and get some yards, but instead he just chucked the ball nowhere. Mm-hmm. Does he have an arm? Can he throw? Yes. <laughs> he does, he throw- have a, does he have a great release? <laughs> he can, yes. He could throw that ball is out he, of bounds from anywhere is on he the accurate? field, guys. I don't know. Yeah, that seems, uh, seems like a problem. Okay. Let's talk about happier times, right? Are you ready to do soccer? You want to talk soccer? Let's when we talk come back? soccer. Yeah, football. Uh, Austin FC two one. They advanced to the Western Conference Finals of the MLS. Uh, we'll uh, touch on that in just a moment. It's Jason CJ back after this. The Almost Sports Show on one zero two seven ESPN five one two eight three four one zero two seven, or you can tweet at us at Almost ESPN Radio if you want to get in here. It's Jason CJ Almost Sports. On a mostly optimistic Monday, if you just put the Longhorns over to the side, there's so many incredible things, including 
Your Austin FC advancing to the MLS Western Conference Final 2-1. to one. They beat uh, Dallas. Is it Dallas FC? FC Dallas. FC Dallas. FC Dallas. People call it FC Frisco because uh. they're in Frisco, which is an hour and a half drive from downtown. Take that, Dallas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and CJ and I were both in the building last night, and as much as I would love to grab the wheel and show off on how I know how to pronounce Musajite. Musajite. I, I, I kept saying jeet, though. But. Yeah. Uh, this is CJ's corner kick. You're, you, you tell me all the soccer things, and then I'll follow it up with some a-hole. I don't know anything about soccer. soccer uh, let's start with this big rivalry where FC Dallas pretends they're not our rival, clearly. The big rivalry. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of crap talking on the internet. A lot of drama leading down to this. Uh, first and foremost, Austin FC uh, set a playoff policy where you cannot bring instruments um, into the stadium. Okay. They, during the regular season, they only allow two uh, teams, their fan bases, to bring instruments. And that was uh, FC Dallas and Houston Dynamo. During the playoffs, they made it clear, no, no one can bring instruments. So FC Dallas was very they're like, this is unfair. This is BS. They're trying to cheat, blah, blah, blah. What are they trying to bring? Drums. Because I know our supporter section are hammering on drums hardcore. Yes, same thing. Like, they have their own, you know, yeah. there's... They let uh, them up in the, the, the top corner there, bring yeah. their own little drums? Their supporters groups Not do gonna, that. No. Uh, the next bit of drama, as I mentioned, was uh, they couldn't find hotels and places to stay. Oh, right. That's because of F1, Not also not Austin FC's fault. Uh, the third thing was uh, the ticket allotment. Uh, there were a lot of uh, Dallas fans that were pissed that uh, Austin FC was screwing them on uh, the ticket allotment, saying, you cut our tickets, why don't we get more? Why don't we get this, that? We're only, uh, we only have 100, this is BS. Uh, what happens, though, the way this works is Austin FC uh, gives the tickets to FC Dallas's front office. They're the ones that decide the allotment. Mm. Austin FC gave the full amount, and then the front office screwed the fans uh, because, because, you know, they, they give they them, give them family, the give players, them, uh, family, that sort of thing. But uh turns out everything was okay. Look, I'm going to call all of that a non-issue. Uh, Alabama, when they came here to play Texas in football, got all butthurt because they didn't bring the band because they're like, you're just going to stick us up in the corner. And I'm like, yeah, you're the visiting team. You have no, you have no claim to sideline seats. Get out of here, man. Uh, I, I would say, look, if you want – Tickets, FC Dallas fans, then you do like everybody else and buy them from the turncoat season ticket holder jerks who are selling theirs on the second. Oh, what? No, I would never. That, do those exist? <clears throat> I do will those say, exist? I was a little frustrated to see the amount of Austin FC profiteer season ticket holders uh, that had sold their tickets, and uh, there were a lot of FC Dallas fans throughout the stadium. Really? You could see a lot of little pockets of red, but now I'm happy. Thank you for gouging. Uh, these fans making them overpay to come to a playoff game and watch their team lose. Uh, but let's let's start with the match itself. Austin FC came out to a incredible start, their best of the year. The defense was tight, compact. They stayed composed and kept passing lanes uh, closed. Speaking of passing, they were in the first half connecting all their passes. Uh, all their clearances were going to an FC guy. They fought for every ball, every 50-50 ball they fought for looked Incredible. I think the uh, the the scare last week against uh, Real Salt Lake woke them up, and these guys came ready after the uh, game. Uh, uh, Coach Josh, Josh Wolf said the locker room was different before and after. All week, everything was different, um, and they looked 
ready. They were excited. They were having fun. It was a different team from the week before. And uh, uh, Josh Wolf was was asked uh, if he went to a different strategy this time, electing not to start down. And this is what the coach had to say. <laughs> like to like to grab a lead every now and then. It doesn't keep it as exciting. Um, it was good. Again, I thought the start was very very good. The energy from the players was 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 good. Uh, the execution of what we talked about before the game, uh, and to sustain that pressure, to not give them you know any space, any opportunities. I don't know if they got in a box five times in the first half. Uh, we were constantly putting them under pressure, and you know it required effort. It required commitment. Uh, uh, excellent audio integrity. Yeah, that's uh, only once, the best for ESPN Radio. Once again, I left my professional uh, uh-huh. wireless mic at, at at ACL Fest. Still haven't seen it. Sorry to our engineer. So I was using oh, my good. iPhone. Also, I didn't ask that question. That was the uh, legendary Kurt Bowles who who asked. Really? Because Austin FC, known for starting out several times this year, they've dug themselves in a 2-0 hole, which yeah. in, in soccer world is usually impossible to get out of. Right. Uh, and they've done it several, several times. So the way he framed that question was, uh, you, did you go with a different strategy by uh, not starting down? I was going to bust on you for what an unprofessional question that is. Ha ha, what a good strategy, not falling behind. But now that I know Kurt Bowles did it. I it wasn't like, me, but... I approve. Uh, I approve. Uh, they, they played a great first half. One of the best uh, ever, um, and Musa Jeet, your guy, uh, yeah, Jite scored a, a great goal to start, and then of course after that, the MVP candidate uh, Sebo uh, Duisi got on uh, got on the goal after that. But one of the guys who I feel like is the motor of this team, who I would you know I I like Alex Ring, but if I were to give the captain armband to someone next uh, year, it would be Diego Fugundes, and uh, asked Fugundes what he thought about uh, uh, their start and their goal scoring, and this is what he had to say. It, it, I don't know. It's one of those games that, to be honest, the first 10 minutes we probably could have been one or two to zero up. Um, it was hard for them to come out. Um, we should have punished them, and we didn't. And, but Musa came strong and was able to get one for us. And I knew, we know that when we get one, we can get a couple. And um, we probably should have had a couple more than only two. But um, we were happy with the win. And, and now, like I said, we need to focus on L.A. Is this press conference in the club? The press conference is in the, the club. Lo- it's in the locker room, but I will say the locker room sounded like a club. And that was with the door to the locker room closed. We do the interviews right outside the locker room. That's with the door closed. Oh. Every time the door opened, uh. it was so damn loud. So there was a party. The players in they, the locker room. They came out different. Hell and yeah. uh there there <clears throat> there was a bit of a scare. Uh I gotta say, you know, uh, uh let's give props to uh the 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 keeper. For FC Dallas, you saw him. He had some amazing Stu- saves. No, not not Stuver. Oh. The keeper for oh, FC no. Dallas had some sorry, amazing sorry. saves. Pay attention, Jason. But idiot. so did your guy Stuver. Yeah. And I actually, I I finally got to ask a professional question oh, of no. Brad Stuver, and and it that. starts with what? Show me that cheer one more time. Stu- Every time he does something big, yeah, they give him the stew. So uh, uh, my mom, probably a lot like your mom, is is <laughs> trying to participate, be a part of your career. Revolving so moms. So no. I gotta I gotta ask uh, Stuver this question. Brad, my mom wants to know why the fans uh, boo you when you, quote, do a good. Can you explain that to her? My last name sounds like boo. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I got him to laugh, though. Yeah. Is that actually your mom says when, yeah, you, yeah. when you do I, a good? Yeah, I. but to be fair, as a kid, it was the same thing when you would, uh, as when I'd watch the Cowboys and Daryl Johnston uh, would do something because he was uh-huh. the moose. 
And everyone, I thought the Cowboys were booing him. I'm like, why are they booing their own player? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say, and uh, brace yourself, boys and girls, we're going to have to turn this into a uh, two-part soccer segment uh, because I have, a, I have a whole bunch of uh, does it make me an a-hole soccer fan if uh, I did a bunch of these things I want to ask you about, CJ, and we need to know how you were almost kicked out. Uh, but I'll just say as somebody who was in the uh, building for the first time this season last night, uh, I'm a good season ticket holder. That atmosphere is killer. It is like nuts. right. It is it is yeah, uh, incredible, and it is. I'm I am ready, That's, and I'm I'm rooting for it to happen. Austin FC fans, for you to be unbelievably spoiled. It's the second season in existence. You're going right. to the Western Conference Finals. Like you could be bad for a decade uh, before, and, and they could. Win. And it's not easy to be that great of a fan. Uh, but they were like 113 was what the decibel point. Some guy told uh. me got up to, but. Uh, you know, it's not easy. There are issues, I'll, and we'll we'll explain that. We'll talk about the fandom. We'll talk about how uh, we could have one more shot at a home match and uh, discuss more Austin uh, FC. Yes, more chances, Jason. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, uh, well, <laughs> more corner kick. Okay. More soccer okay. coming up. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, soccer fans, you want to chat? Let's go. Let's go. 512-834-1027. It's Jason CJ, Almost Sports, back after this.